Welcome to Misunderstandings of the Mind podcast, the space where we explore common misunderstandings of how life works, allowing us to gain new perspectives on health, wealth, relationships, and much more. Life doesn't have to be hard work. It can be a flowing collection of experiences if we learn some simple truths about how our experience is created. Through this understanding, we realize that at a fundamental level, we are all already whole and perfect. Okay, we're live. Hi, George. Welcome to Misunderstandings of the Mind podcast. Nice to see you. Well, it's good. It's good to be to be here. Thank you. Thanks for agreeing to do this. And um, yeah, I was, I've waited a while for this, you know. And that's, I was looking forward to it. You know, I was looking forward to the conversation and and just what we were talking about before. You know, um, <clears throat> a little bit about where to go with this about misunderstandings. You know, and 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 what I said to you about the theme of the podcast being misunderstandings of the mind. You know, it, it felt like. Um, <clears throat> my life was, it, it felt at the time, not now, looking back, it kind of makes sense, but at the time it felt like my life was plagued with, with different misunderstandings, you know, with, with, and, and it seemed like that um, wherever I was at in my life, from being a young boy, you know, with mental health problems, being sent to psychiatrists at, at, at nine years old and given uh, medication um, to to struggling with addiction and crime and going to jail and then suffering with uh, after stopping taking drugs being given various diagnoses within mental health you know it was always like that i was looking for help with a specific thing that that looked like it stood on it like the diagnosis was unique in itself of something that was wrong with me you know it was a label yeah i, I see it now as, as clearly for what it is but at the time you know i was always you know, I, I was just someone that was searching for help with that particular thing. So, you know, I, I don't know where we really jump off with this, but like what I, I guess the, the question to start with is, you know, like what is the big misunderstanding of the mind? You know, what what is that? How does that look to you? you know? Well, for one thing, I, I'd like to say I'm, I'm uh, uh, impressed at how much experience you've had in such a short time. Yeah, you know, you've you've. Uh, it looks. It sounds like you've been uh, pretty much through through the mill. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, amazing, and and to think that you came came through it with with uh, with flying colors, if you, as they say. Uh, it, it hasn't taken its toll. It hasn't taken its toll on you. Good for you. Thank you. Don't know if it looked. Don't know if it looked that way at the time, but I, you know, yeah. it, looks, it looks kind of different now. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I was asking myself about uh, misunderstandings in order to prepare for this and mm-hmm. and talk with you, and uh, I I uh, I identified what I would consider the, as a a core misunderstanding that um, that people up against, and this is a misunderstanding that 
really sets people off the tr off off the track that they would normally be on, and that is a misunderstanding about where your experience comes from. So people have experiences in life, and uh, they attribute the experiences to uh, their uh, uh, genetics, they attribute it to uh, medication, they, they, they attribute it to a, a lot of places that have nothing to do with the real source. The real so sources of people's uh, uh, source of people's lives is their thinking. If their if their thinking was different, they would have a different experience. So the th thought is the variable. Uh, that determines what people's experience is of life. Mm. And it's really the only variable. So such as people think, that's what their experience is. It's, it's that black and white, and it's that uh, predictable. So if a person, for example, uh, has an exam that they're preparing for and they uh, get nervous about the exam, their experience will be being nervous about the, ex the exam. Now, if all of a sudden um, they started, started to read, read the exam, their experience will change because they will no longer be nervous about it, but they'll be interested in what the exam uh, is about. And that's what their experience will be. So the, people's experience of life is, uh, is up for grabs, you might say. You just never, you just never, know what it's going to be because uh even they don't know what it's going to be so uh but the one thing you that you can predict is that their thinking will a hundred percent determine their experience of life. So if all of a sudden they have a change of thought, thought let's say they are uh, 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 looking forward to, to, to something, to an event, and then they have a thought, oh, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to um, uh, 
be involved in this event. And they say, well, uh, that's really disappointed. D disappointing. That disappointment is their experience of life in that moment. And then if they have thought, well, no, I, I think I'll be able to do this. I didn't realize that uh, I'm going to be able to do this. That will change their experience. In a way, it's like uh, uh, a change of heart. Hmm. People can have a change of heart. So if there's something that they, they don't really want to do and they're really dreading it, and then they, they can change their mind and say, well, it won't, it won't be as bad as I think it, it's going to be. That's a change of heart, and that will change their experience. So people's lives is like a kaleidoscope. It's, it's uh, ever-changing. And, um, and the thinking is the variable that's going on with people. So people are pretty much immersed in a world of thought, and they're just telling you what they're thinking about right now. So that's what life is with people. people telling you what they're, what they're thinking about right now and what their experience of life is right now. So that, that to me is the essential role that, that thinking has in the human experience. It, um, every time your your thinking changes you get a new experience i know i i use this uh, example that is really helpful to people of the 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 link between thought and experience uh the, this person is in 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 line to go to or to a movie and uh He's looking forward to the movie, and, and, and all of a sudden, this person, out of the blue, cuts in front, in front of the line, and uh, is, is, is very rude. So the person who, before that, was pretty, pretty much a happy camper, is annoyed at the person who who cut in in the line and 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 even annoyed to the point of feeling they have to say something to the person they have to tell him how rude they were well it uh when they go to talk to the person they realize that the person is is blind so they feel kind of chagrin they <laughs> giving this blind person a bad time and they're they're kind of humble humbled by that so then one of the people in line whispers to them 
you know, that person isn't really blind. He just, uh, he just is pretending to be blind so he can get into, into line, in, in break up, break into the line. Well, so at that point, the person's feelings go from chagrin to animosity because they feel like the person's deceiving them. They're pretending to be blind when they're not blind. So they're about to, to get very upset. Well, all of a sudden, this... Uh, this uh, bald bald guy comes into the scene and is, uh, and says, "You're on candid camera," and all of a sudden everybody is is laughing because they were caught being fooled by this this guy, and they're you know they 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 get a a, a kick out of it, so they're. Their feelings go from, uh, you know, uh, anger to humility to, uh, uh, to la- laughing, getting a kick out of the the, the practical practical joke that, that was played on them. Now, I'm not saying that 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 things the feelings change that fast. But that, that is the nature's, nature of feelings that, you know, uh, uh, I, I think it was Mark Twain said, uh, if you don't like the weather, wait a minute, because the weather changes so fast. And that's the, the human experience. It's... Uh, it's it's so momentary that each each moment gives you a, a brand new experience of life. Now, the reason this is tricky for people, and the reason most people most people don't understand that, is because they get jerked around by their feelings and they and they by and large they find it difficult to take their feelings in stride to take their momentary experience in stride and that's the in my mind that's the key to life is your ability to take your momentary feelings in in stride the opposite of taking your feelings in stride would be indulging them so the opposite would be if you took your feelings seriously and didn't understand that feelings come and go that would be the opposite of taking your feelings in stride. Now, the proof of this, and you and you could testify, uh, testify to this, is you get you get might 
get a person who uh, has been living in the same uh, uh, despair or the same negativity for most of their life. And if you interviewed them and said, well, how come you don't uh, get over the feelings that, that you're having, the negative feelings that you're having? How come you don't get over them? How come they don't, uh, you, you're not able to take them in stride? They would, they would say, well, are, uh, th those feelings are real. Uh, in my life, they've plagued me, uh, whether it be depression or whether it's anxiety. And uh, I've, I've had to uh, cope with them and I'd have, I've had to live with them. The person wouldn't say, uh, oh, they're just transitory. They wouldn't say that. But that's what they would say if they understood the nature of feelings. The feelings are meant to be transitory. And you can see that in young children. They'll, one of my daughters said, Dad, I, I, I don't want to do this or that. And I said, well, you, you don't really have a choice because that's kind of what we're doing. And they said, I hate you. I just, I can't stand the way you, the way you treat me. I'm going to, I'm going to leave home. Now, she understood that her feelings were transitory. But even though it was transitory, she was living, living in experience. But she understood that in the grand scheme of things, uh, it wasn't a problem for her to, to uh, you know, visit with a friend or whatever it was that she wanted to do. And her dismay of being not, not, not able to do that when she wanted to was also a transitory feeling. So people are, by and large, very resilient and, and understand the transitory nature, nature of their feelings. As a, as a young child, they understand that and they take that, they're able to take that in stride. And then as they uh, get older, they forget that they used to take their feelings in stride and they get, you might say, camped out on a particular feeling and, and get serious about it. And, and they don't see that the, na the nature of life is to go, is it to see your feelings as transitory. Now, sometimes a person would say, well, George, I've had a, a hard time of getting over this particular feeling that I have had. Okay, now that's not a problem at all if the person realizes 
that that's uh, where they where they're at, and that it's because uh, you know that some some feelings are difficult to get over. And we all understand that. I understand that too. But that person, if they see that the point is to get over yourself, the point is to, the point of life is to get over your feelings, your negative feelings, so that you can enjoy your life. That's the point. If, if you see that as that the point, that, that as the point, it doesn't really, it's no big deal if they, if you have a particular hard time getting over this particular feeling. So like, I'll tell you, for George Pransky, uh, the feeling that I, that I have trouble getting over is um, feeling rushed. When I was a young lad, I, uh, my, my dad was a self-proclaimed efficiency expert. So he, he was always on my case about all the time I wasted. And I didn't understand that it was wasted time. I thought, well, I'm relaxing, but he thought it was wasted. So all of a sudden I was living my life as if I was double, double parked. That's how I was living my life, as if I was double parked. And I was always rushing. You, you could see me rushing. And it, it, it gave me uh, high blood pressure. Uh, it, it, it essentially, meant I was living in a high level of anxiety. And I thought that was uh, a normal life. I thought that was, well, I, you got to play your cards where they, the way they were dealt. So I accepted that. When I understood how the, the mind worked, I was, I guess you, you, I might even, you might even say I was a little chagrin that I was so foolish as to uh, accept that as normal. Uh, I'm sorry, you might. Might have to edit that, edit that out. That out. Um, so uh, when I when when I was chagrined about the fact that I was rushing in my life, and and my wife wasn't rushing, she was acting as if th there was all the time in the world. When I realized that I was rushing, uh, I realized that all I had to do 
was have a learning curve about uh, taking time in stride and not rushing. So when I found my, myself rushing, I uh, oppressed for time, I would call it. Mm. I would uh, reset and say, you know, I'm, I'm not really <laughs> under, ten, under time pressure here. How come I'm acting as if I'm under time pressure? And I had a, a natural learning curve. Whereas over time, I got more and more understanding that that experience of having to rush was made up in my mind. That wasn't real. I wasn't really rushed. I just thought I was rushed. Mm. And that brought me to the realization that your thoughts determine how life looks like to you what life looks what life looks like to you so when i was rushed i thought that was real that i i really was rushed and and it was only my thoughts that's the only information i had that led me to that conclusion now uh My stepping back and understanding that that was just thought is what gave me a, a learning curve. So at some later time, uh, that got that better, better and better. Uh, and I felt less and less rushed. Now, I think that it's, it's, it's in the nature of, of, of people that they have learning curves, that they're able to get, get over things that are bothersome to them. Essentially, what they're, what they're capable of and the human potential is that a person... Um, can get over their experiences gracefully if they have understanding. And that's where understanding comes in. So all you have to do is understand the nature of, of, of life and the nature of thought and all, all of a sudden you'll you'll be you'll be graceful in your life so what graceful means is that you won't take things personally you won't uh, or you, I don't want to say you wouldn't but you wouldn't tend to take things personally mm. you wouldn't you would intent be intent on getting over your experiences, the negative ones. And that would give you a, um, a much nicer life. 
And, and that's what, what uh, the understanding that I was saying that everybody needs, that's the essential understanding that will help people is what, where are you experiencing experiences coming from? Where are they coming from? Most people would say they're coming from your circumstances. So if a person has difficult circumstances, they're going to uh, have a difficult life. That's not true. That simply isn't true. Because ultimately, your, your, uh, your thoughts are the only things that are, that are connected to your experiences. So people are bound to live, live in, in the feeling of their thinking. They're bound to do that. It's a one-to-one -one ratio between what you think and what you experience. It's like, uh, how should I say it? It's like uh, a mirror image. Your thoughts are a, mi are a mirror image of your feelings. So you, you're not capable of having feelings that aren't consistent with your thoughts. Whereas you are capable of having experiences that are inconsistent with your circumstances. So there's some people who uh, would, would say they had, have uh, very difficult circumstances but yet they would say that they were that they were happy because happiness is independent of a person's circumstances. So some people who are poor uh, would say their circumstances are, are no problem, and uh, some people who are rich would say uh, my problem is I don't have enough money. So it is, it is, uh, that is a, a variable. Now what I'm pointing to is that the link between thought and circumstance, I mean thought and, um, and experience is so, uh, uh, let me see how to say it. The link is so strong that people are essentially incapable of having ex experiences that aren't consistent with their thinking. It, they, 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 it, it wouldn't happen. So that that that, that that's what I wanted to what I wanted to to uh, to tell you. That that's kind of my my what my part of the, yeah. the program and I, I wanted to know if you had any any uh, uh, 
if you had any questions about what I was saying, because you would re you would represent the entire uh, audience. So <laughs> I, I don't want to put put pressure on you, but you would be you would represent the entire audience with what you say. Yeah. Wow. Um, when you were first speaking, you know, it was kind of like. I mean, I know this too. And even for me, I was thinking it's too simple. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, I think that we're, um, well, I, I don't know how, maybe you've got, a, but I know that you come from that background. You know, I, I read the, the early stories in Paradigm Shift, you know, about when you went to the island to see Sid and like what, and the questions he asked and how you practiced before and how you transitioned. I, I, I read that stuff. And like, I think that was, kind of similar for me too you know because I trained as a psychotherapist um you know and qualified in that before I before I found this understanding so it's like when you were explaining at the start I thought oh god it sounds so sick you know it sounds even now with my understanding it just sounds too simple you know what would yeah. more from a perspective of thinking you know people listening how do they get that connection between this you know like it's just such a simple thing and with kind of conditions to believe that all the answers are in complex um, psychological diagnosis and like, you know, and, and you've got this condition and he's treating with medication and regular doing, regular practice, regular, mm -hmm. regular something or other, you know, there's always something to do, something to, something to take, some, something, some, some way of being just in order to be okay in the world, you know? So it's kind of like, it looks like there's a huge, um, uh, gap i guess to, to anyone who doesn't have the understanding in between what they're conditioned to believe or how they've been treated in the past and and what you're saying you know i could yeah. you speak to that well i i think it's a it's a tough pill for people to swallow mm. that they're essentially be being fooled by their thoughts <laughs> You know, it's a tough pill to swallow, and it takes a certain humility for people to say, "Are you kidding me? Are you saying that my my, my thoughts are fooling me?" And, and we we are saying that. Well, the reason that that's a tough pill to swallow is because you're right; uh, it flies in the some in. in, in in the face of the simplicity of life. So, I mean, sometimes I'll say to someone, look, you're saying that your, your feelings are uh, coming from uh, your experiences, okay? Now, I wanna do an experiment with you. I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, see how your thoughts correlate with your experiences. The person will say, yeah, and say, well, if you have a sad thought, will, will that correlate with your experience? And said, well, yeah, I suppose, you know, everybody has a certain status. What if you have a, a depressed thought. 
will that correlate with your with your experience well usually they have to think about about that because they think of depression as you know it's it's uh, ongoing and so they'll say well i i i suppose uh i suppose uh if i have depressed thoughts plural uh then i i would experience depression so i'd i'd say to them uh, but it, but isn't it true that you'd only experience depression while you were having those thoughts and that's where they start seeing the 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 link between thoughts and and experience because probably they'd say well george uh, i don't know i are you saying that if if i if if i uh, suddenly wasn't dep uh having uh depressing thoughts all of a sudden you i wouldn't be depressed i'd say well yeah that would be true so for example if you uh greeted someone who was visiting with you with you and 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 you um uh were glad to see them your depression would be gone and you'd be feeling uh glad to see them and they'd say i know but my depression would 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 come back if that were the case if it was just him i'd say well that's true but while your thoughts were uplifting you wouldn't be depressed and then if you went back and had different thoughts then it'd be a new ballgame so that's the way i try to orient people to to the direct correlation between what they think and their experience i had someone who was uh clinically depressed he told me that he was uh depressed every day of his life until he was uh early childhood and i said really he said yeah he said judge i've been depressed every day of my life i said so you so you haven't had periods when you were you happy say no i said well i'll tell you what i'll make you a bet and i'll bet you 50 dollars that you can't stay depressed for the next 10 minutes <laughs> so like yourself he put a big smile on his face and i said well you you already lo lost the bet I said, what do you mean well you you smiled and say i know but that doesn't mean i wasn't depressed 
I said, well, what it means is that for that moment, you felt good for that moment. Mm. He said, well, what good, what good is it if I'm not <coughs> for that moment? I said, well, it makes all the difference in the world because uh, first, first of all, it, it shows you that you're, you're full of it. When you say, I'm always depressed, it shows you that, that you have moments when you're not depressed. And who knows how long those moments will be if you uh, get got over yourself. They might last for quite a, quite a long, long time. So he said, well, are you saying that just because I'm, I'm, I have good, good moments, I'm not a depressed person? I said, essentially, I'm saying that. I'm saying that moment to moment, your experience, your spirits might go up and down moment to moment. That's the nature of life, that people's spirits go up and down. Now, the only reason that you would say you were depressed is because you have the idea that uh, that your, your, your spirits are, uh, are uh, how should I say? You're placing emphasis on the on the depression. You're saying that's my my nature. That's my default setting. That's what you that's what you would say. I would say that's not true. Your default setting is 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 like uh, like a child's. It's a it's up for, it's a if anything, your default setting is to be happy. But you have to see that, not me. So this was, this was um, you know, me, me meeting with a, um, with a, uh, a person that was depressed. Yeah. Yeah, I guess when you were saying that, it, it just made me think that that was what was true at every point of misunderstanding in my life, you know, that I identified with, you know, and, and became focused on and tried to find a solution for and poured all my thinking and energy into and, and let it become part of my identity, whatever it was at the time, you know, whether it was anxiety or depression or addiction or trauma or grief or another endless list of um, created ideas about, about me, about who I thought I was, you know, it's kind of like, that's yeah. what happened, you know? Yeah. And you have to ask yourself, uh, do the therapists actually believe that their people are 
as so uh, buy in to their diagnosis? Do they really believe that the therapists are buying buying it buying in for the of, to the diagnosis of people? And in, in fact, to the extent that the therapists buy into the diagnosis of people, they struggle with their own mental health. Mm. That's a problem for them. <coughs> and as they buy in and, and, and believe in the, the problems that their clients have, uh, it's, it's a, it creates problems for, for their mental health. You know, it's it's not uh, co coincidental that uh, you know that psychotherapists have uh, very high uh, suicide rates, uh, uh, problems with depression. Uh, therapists themselves have that and the reason for that is because they buy in to the the nature of people's uh mental illnesses and you and i that's not a problem because we're resilient because we don't buy in into them and that gives us resiliency and when we do buy the buy it in them we buy it buy buy in them uh temporarily we understand that it's temporary so you know the, the their um their mental health problems are temporary and when they get over their mental health problems they're happy And that's, and that's what I learned from Sidney Banks. When I met Sidney Banks in, in two, 1976, I met him, I gave up my practice to my partner. I gave my practice to my partner and I went from an income of $80,000 a year to an income of six thousand or eight thousand dollars a year, because I realized that he understood the nature of uh, mental health and mental illness. So I stopped on a, on a dime and went away. When went. Uh, uh, became his student and I was never happier than uh, that year when I was making $8,000 because I knew that the world would have to be build a path to, to my door because I'd come come up come up with an understanding 
of mental health and mental illness that um, was a breakthrough. And Sidney Banks was the person who I attributed to. He's the one who had that understanding that he passed on to, to me. And uh, now it's been, I, I don't know, 40, 40 years. Mm. And you know, in 40 years, I haven't, uh, I'm still uh, as thrilled as I was back in the day with, with, uh, with my, uh, with what I, what I found for myself. And it's, uh, I'm, I just love my work because of that. It's very satisfying. Yeah, that was certainly my experience. That's why I love the the stories about the early days in in the paradigm shift book. You know, because it was it was definitely my experience of um, it didn't work. It didn't work very well. You know, and and like you were just saying, you know, my mental health was um, was uh, challenging for sure during training as a psychotherapist to the point where I suffered with out of nowhere started suffering with horrific anxiety. I couldn't get on a plane without medication and I'd been flying yeah. my whole life without medication. Yeah. And, um, you know, I started suffering with a really bad depression to the point where I wanted to commit suicide. And, you know, I, I mean, like I was in such a dark place for such a long time where it was, you know, I used to go to these trainings as a psychotherapist and I used to lie on the sofa and cry. You know, and it was like, it was, like just felt like my experience of life got progressively worse during the training that I was doing, you know, and looking back at yes. it now, I mean, that's crazy. It is crazy. And every person in your situation who, who, who be, wants to become a psychotherapist, they have tremendous hope. Mm. And then over, over time, their hope, uh, goes away and they're you know they're, they're on 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 medication like you like yourself yeah so it's well, sad definitely yeah definitely sad and 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 you know i'm so thankful that i found this understanding because it was like a, you know it took away all my ideas that it takes years of Years of desensitizing yourself to 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 the trauma, to the past, to, and and looking at um, psychological diagnosis through complex theory, you know, and 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 telling everyone that comes to therapy, oh, it's going to take a long time, you know. There's not <laughs> there's not much hope to to say. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, within a few sessions, your life could change dramatically. You know, it's kind yeah. of like that's the difference. You know, absolutely. Well. I think that's a great place to end. Thank you very much, George. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Oh, it was my pleasure. I, I, I enjoyed you. I enjoyed the questions that you asked. And I thought it was great that we, that we did this together. Cool.